Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. Are you taking a deep sigh of relief now that the Vacation Bible School has ended? You know, the wonderful thing about a Vacation Bible School is you learn to breathe deeply throughout the whole process. All week long. All week long. All week long. And for many weeks prior. Yeah. yeah, But so today is the day for a lot of reflection and a lot of huge thank yous to all the different teachers and all different folks who supported it in different ways to help. I mean, I I don't even want to start listing, but it is all the teachers, but it's so many more than that. And I just, you know, I just reflect upon when we do something like that. Uh, It's a wonderful, it is wonderful to see the way the Church of Livingston comes together to do it, and I'm just grateful for all of them. So I'm deep breathing aside, so grateful to them and to the Lord for the opportunity. And while our vacation Bible school is over, we continue to have Bible classes every week. Oh, yeah. And at present, if you're listening to this on June 16th, when we're dropping it, at present, our Bible classes take place on Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and Wednesday Mm -hmm. evening at Mm -hmm. 730. Uh, Who knows where that'll be? So make sure you go to the website, christiansmeethere.org. Those times may change in the future. But right now, Sunday night at 5 and Wednesday night at 730. Um, Love to have you come be a part of our Bible classes. We do have Bible classes for all ages, ages. starting at infancy, going on through high school. Uh, During the school year, we have classes for college students as well. And then we have multiple classes for adults. That's right. And we've got those going on right now. So we invite you to be with us if you're in the Tampa area this Sunday and also on Wednesday night. But we're continuing in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Hebrews chapter 7, which of course is, by the way, talking about our Bible classes. This this quarter, the reading our Bible reading plan of Hebrews just lined up precisely with mm-hmm. our Bible class quarter. So we've decided to have a class on Hebrews. If you're wait, wait a second, are you telling me that you're teaching a class on Hebrews right now? <laughs> well, I am one of those who is leading discussions that you could be listening to text talk and and Edwin Crozier. But if you came out, you could actually study Hebrews in the class and raise your hand and ask your questions. Well, there you go. Put them on the spot. Well, <laughs> you know, it might be me. We've got a couple of people that have been teaching throughout the or leading these discussions just because of my travel and that sort of thing. But yeah, you can be here Sunday night. 5 o'clock, Wednesday night, 7.30, we're talking about Hebrews. It's it's actually been very, very helpful. So come be a part of those classes. But right now... Yeah, we're Andrew looking at Hebrews read. chapter 7. We're going to read today from the New King James Version, verses 23 through the end of the chapter. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the people's, For this he did once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints as high priests men who have weakness. But the word of the oath, which came after the law, appoints the Son who has been perfected forever. In John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus declared himself the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Mm -hmm. Our Hebrew author 
is picking up that exact same theme. Mm. How do we get to God? We get to God through Jesus, the Messiah, the Son, the King, because he is our high priest. And ah. so we we talked at the end yesterday, ran out of time, where it was talking about in verse 25, consequently he is able to save to the uttermost, mm-hmm. which is the idea, can be the idea of save completely. And mm-hmm. that's for each of us individually, what a powerful thing that is to know that he can save me completely. Every part of me that needs to be saved, he can save. Every Everything it takes to save me, he has accomplished and he will do But I do think that in the context here, he's actually not just talking about everything it takes to save me. He's talking about the fact that to the uttermost, to the end of time, to Mm. to the point that there will are no more people being born, you know, till, till we get to that judgment. He is able to save because his because death doesn't prevent him. Mm-hmm. But who does he save? Mm-hmm. He saves those who draw near to God through him. Through him. Through him. So he is the way, the one way to God. The only way. This echoes where the book of Hebrews began, okay? That in these last days, it is the Son that has been given. It is the Son who is the mouthpiece. That finality to say that there is no other message and there is no other way, the Son has been given. The Son has been given. The Son has spoken. The Son is the mediator. He's got his new covenant. And and this is the way it's going to be. He is the one that saves. No one else saves. You know, in fact, if you're waiting around for something else, there yeah. there is no one else coming. Right. There is nothing else coming. Uh, look, I get it. I get why you might think that way as you go through history. Uh, we recognize that there have been different steps in the plan of God, mm-hmm. and in those steps, they kept looking forward to something. Well, you know, and to that, when even the Hebrew writer has been walking us through the steps. Yes. When he's talking about Moses, when he's talking about Joshua, when he's talking about Abraham, right, and the priesthood of Aaron and all this and the role of the law. All of these things he's stepping us through to show how God has been revealing this plan through the ages mm-hmm. recorded in Scripture. But now here it is, the yeah. last days. It is Jesus. Yeah. There was a time when God spoke to the fathers and used the fathers. You, you might call that a patriarchal age. Yes. Uh, you've got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but you've got like Job, even as a Gentile mm-hmm. yeah. out there. Uh, throughout those times, there Noah. were priests. Jethro mm-hmm. was a priest in that time. Yeah. Uh, Melchizedek was a priest yeah. in that time. Then you get to where he pulls out Israel itself and he establishes the law. For this, that nation. For that nation. So there's this age of the law, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure that calling it the age of the law, uh, you know, the, the Mosaic age is, is the right thing mm-hmm. because that didn't apply to everyone. Though no. anyone could come in if they wanted right. to proselytize, they could become yeah. Jews. But all of this was pointing to the age of Messiah, mm-hmm. the kingdom of Messiah, the kingdom of the Christ who's going to come, who is the priest, who is the ultimate priest, who is the king, who is the ultimate king. And there's, look, there's there's not going to be anything else preparing yeah. you for the day of the Lord. This is it. it th- these are the last days. He is the last priest. One of the things that comes up in Hebrews, and we've talked about it some, is this warning and this danger of, of drifting away, of, of, of neglecting what you have, you know, whether it's taking it for granted or, or maybe even just throwing your hands up in, in unbelief, right, and, and walking away from it. And when we're called back to these types of stories and works, I mean, you think about a Joseph, you think about a Job, a Noah, you know, much will be made in, in a couple of chapters in Hebrews 
uh, 11 of what people had done by faith and so forth. Mm. Sometimes it's hard for us as Christians to see ourselves in that same vein, right? I mean, they were doing incredible things by faith and trusting God in their time and in their way. And and for us, you know, what what, what are we supposed to do? And, and what's the importance of it? It's, sometimes it's just hard to identify with these people. But I think that's part of the temptation of drifting away, of mm. falling away. As you've talked about this drifting away, I hadn't thought about this, but... What a contrast. We've been warned against drifting away, and right. now what we are told is we need to draw near. Draw near. And, you know, that gets us back to some that we said last week about, look, you're either growing or you're dying. Mm-hmm. And the warning that our author is providing these ancient Hebrew Christians of, guys, be careful. You think this can't happen to you, but it can happen to you. And so what do we need to do? We need to draw near to God. But what's the only way we can draw near to God? Through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus, through this high priest. And so if we're trying to draw near to God in any other way, what we're actually doing is not drawing not near. Draw what near. are we doing? Yeah. We're drifting away. So part of this going on here, particularly in the seventh chapter, uh, comparing the priest of Melchizedek, which is the son of God and his priesthood with those of Aaron's, is is really, again, a kind of that soft apologetic, encouraging Jews don't go back to Judaism. The answer is not in practicing Judaism. If this letter is written uh, when, you know, I tend to think it was, the temple standing, sacrifices are going on, you know, the priests, they have work going on at that temple. And so don't go back to those seen things. Trust in the unseen, risen, ascended, eternal Christ. You're setting the stage for what's actually going to come up in Hebrews chapter 12. Yeah. If I can just kind of pull the veil back a little mm. bit, because th- this whole issue is as he talked about, Jesus is not prevented by death. Mm-hmm. Aaron is prevented by death. Aaron, even yeah. when even when this letter is being written, this sermon is being preached, however you want to view the book of Hebrews in our New Testament, even, even when that was being presented to the congregations in the Hebrews, Aaron was dead. Right. He wasn't making intercession. Correct. He wasn't drawing any. Aaron's sons, mm-hmm. dead. They're yeah. all, all dead. There was a high priest, and yeah. there were priests at the temple who were doing something, but where are those guys now, Andrew? Yeah, no, they're dead. They're dead now. They're not. And in fact— And, and at the time, you know, you think about the, you guys like Caiaphas and Ananias, and these were not good figures. They were not. They <laughs> and were God, not. And godly men in that respect. They were not. But ultimately, actually, what was going to happen, though it hadn't happened when this letter was written, we're going to get to 70 AD. Mm-hmm. Jerusalem is going to be destroyed mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. The temple is going to be destroyed Again, the the records of genealogy were going to be lost. And just like back in Ezra, when a couple of folks came forward saying, no, no, we're priests, we're priests, but they couldn't prove it, so they didn't allow them. There's nobody today who can prove themselves a priest. Correct. There are no priests under the law mm-hmm. making a mediation, intercession for any of the people. There are no priests who are representing the people to God, representing God to the people. Mm-hmm. They aren't there because there. nobody is allowed according to the law. They, But they what we do have... We have a priest. That's right. We have a high priest. That's right. And so the only way to God is through him, because mm-hmm. that that Levitical priesthood was destined to end. It was God's plan that it was going to end. It has ended. That's but right. the priesthood of Jesus continues on. He mm-hmm. saves to the othermost. He, but we've got to draw near to God through him. Through Christ. I think this is important. A couple, yeah. couple of people that it points out God does not save. Because... Uh, look, God God wants to save everyone, but he's not 
saving everyone. Jesus is not saving everyone. He doesn't just save anyone. He saves those who draw near to God through him. Let me tell you some people he doesn't save. He doesn't save those who turn their back on God and run the other way. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to draw near to God at all, you're not going to be saved. I'll tell you someone else he doesn't save. He doesn't save people who hold God at arm's length. Mm -hmm. For those who are like, yeah, I want enough of God to maybe get to heaven, but I don't want so much that it kind of you know, messes up my life here. I sure would hate for my fun and pleasure to be hindered here. So God, yeah, I mean, I'll come to church some, and I, all right, there's a few things I'll give up, but I'm going to hold you at arm's length. I'm not going to really draw near to you. I'll tell you what, he doesn't, what else he doesn't do. He doesn't save those who are trying to draw near to God through their own strength. Mm -hmm. which is what the law was really all about. Going back to the law and saying, I'm going to save myself by keeping this list of rules, that's trying to draw near to God through our own strength. Here's who he saves. He saves those who draw near to God through this high priest, through Jesus Christ, and those are the only ones that are going to be saved. And I, I think we can go back a little earlier in the book and say, okay, well, what does that mean to draw near through Christ? Well, look in Hebrews 5 and verse 9, it says, having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, mm. called by God as high priest, so, wait, according oh. to the order of Melchizedek. So if I want to draw near to God through Jesus Christ, what I have to do is obey Jesus Christ? Obey Jesus Christ. That's what the Hebrew writer wrote. That's how Matthew ended. We, we As we started off our season with Matthew, it ended yeah. with, go make disciples by baptizing them uh -huh. and commanding them to do the things I said. Yes, it does. Draw near to God through Jesus Christ. Amen. That is where salvation is. Well, we're so glad that you've been able to listen today. We invite you to keep listening. And as we pointed out, don't forget about our Bible classes this Sunday. Please rate and review the podcast. Uh, it's like I'm foundering here to figure out how to close this thing off. So I because, think I'll just say a prayer. Because you need to pray, brother. <laughs> I think I'll just Let's say a pray. Prayer. Holy God, thank you so much for our high priest, Jesus. Thank you for letting us draw near to you through him. Thank you for drawing us by him. And may we always give you the honor and the glory you deserve. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.